0: trident wargaming build it paint it play it hey
1: everybody welcome back uh trident wargaming we are coming right off uh hot off the heels of our ninth edition wrap-up rtt uh joined with you today we got the four the four horsemen rolling out once more i'm uh bill i'm joined with co-host andy hey guys arthur here with the hot takes
2: and scott how's it going everybody
3: not live from the grotto stay
2: no nope. <laughs> no. close on Finished attending, attending Penicillin Still has a drink though mm-hmm. <laughs> well you guys don't know what's under this desk actually so who knows
1: it's true it could what? just be a backdrop of an office we don't know
2: I hear there's a lot of pussy around that house
1: <laughs> more <laughs> than for the, usual for those, for those more than usual aware.
3: Uh, Scotty happens to be uh, playing Warzone Kitten Front. Yeah. The <laughs> Apparently, they're fostering some cats.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's a Warzone, all right.
1: Hence, henceforth, <laughs> uh, for this episode, we're going to call him Cat Dad. Cat, cat, cat
2: Dad. They got a t shirt that says that.
1: There you go. <laughs> you got objective <laughs> markers that say that,
2: too. Mm-hmm. It's a running theme. So,
1: uh, I guess, kick, in, kick into some intro. This is going to be all about our uh, 10th edition. Uh, kind of rumor mill a little bit of an episode, and then we're talking about our farewell to ninth RTT. Uh, kickoff things, I guess some hobby stuff we'll roll into that. Um, I'll go first because I got some exciting shit to kind of drop. Uh, yesterday I was able to bang out a test model from my uh Jukari, uh, pissed around with that for a few hours, just trying to you know figure out a figure out an actual test scheme. It's nice to you know theorize what kind of colors you want to use, but once you actually start laying down paint, kind of where you get a feel for it, you know, how am I going to paint my weapons, how am I going to do equipment, and then that kind of sets the template for for a lot of your big projects, at least for me. Uh, anyways, I like to do one tester and then just go all in and spray the rest of the Army, commit all the way. Um, I learned a long time ago, actually with, uh, with an interview with David Brains about when you're going to airbrush an Army, you airbrush it all together, All at one time in one sitting, especially if you got uh, some chemistry going on and you got to add three drops of this to one part thinner, one part foam prover, add this color or a wash or an ink, it it can get fucked up really fast. So um, consistency is key. Uh, That's my uh, my hot tip for today. Uh, But yeah, I was really pleased with it. Uh, If you're looking at some of the socials later uh, this week, I'll I'll post a pic of it just to uh, to show you what you can expect. Uh, but that's, they do that's look pretty, pretty nice. They do, right?
0: Right? It's different. They're for looking you. good. They're looking good.
1: Yeah, it's outside of my comfort zone hardcore. Um sore the Imperial Fist when I painted those, but uh, I think this would be a lot of fun. So how is it how is it painting that style of armor? It's not power armor, I'll say that. Uh, it, it's definitely different, uh, especially actually trying to manipulate the airbrush and to get some of these highlights in the really small spots. It's like, not. It's, it's
3: pretty close to power armor, though.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe your uh, your Eldar body suits with the big, big smooth panels. Everything's got spikes and little jagged armor layer plates on it and shit. It's, it's
3: like chaos. You should be used hardcore.
1: to it. <laughs> I, I that should. Yeah. No. It's like chaos. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I'm used to painting the trim. That's right.
2: Getting prepped. I was gonna your, say the the tactics. big difference is big difference is the pauldrons, right? There's yeah. there's no big ass shoulder blade or shoulder shoulder armor there.
1: Mm, that's fair yeah
2: yeah so
1: but yeah that's that's kind of what i was up to just tinkering around with that doing a little bit of building and trying to get one step closer to that fully painted uh, carry army for 10th nice yeah so how about uh i'm gonna pick on you scott what are you even doing
2: uh i'm actually working on some marines right now because that's most of what i've got that's not painted at this point like i got like a few cataphrons the odd necron vehicle or whatever but it's mostly just a bunch of marines lying around that still need some love so i've been working on some uh suppressors well my camera's not great here but they're uh they're kind of in there so we're working on some of those i got six of those coming along i got some hellblasters and some desolators you know all the big guns uh, this is the, we actually uh, uh, uh what we say desolators what no no that's what i heard no. Nope. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I thought we were playing no indirect. No indirect for 10th. You just ordered 9D cannons. I thought I thought it was all indirect for 10th. This, this guy. This guy. We're not we doing it. We
1: had a miscommunication, guys.
2: I was gonna ask, you you uh
1: you still painting the Minotaur's color scheme?
2: Yep. Yep, that's yeah, yeah. these guys here and the And I mean, especially with no idea of when Blood Angels come, will come around in tenth. That's kind of where I'll be for at least the first little while. <coughs> I, I still have to talk to you, Bill, about sometime early in tenth. We got to set up our a Badab War weekend or something. Have ourselves oh, yeah. good, a good fun time. See if Absolutely. we can get some other Marine players into this.
1: I think you could get a few to crawl out of the woodwork, Bosco. Yeah. If you're listening, get on that Badab shit. <laughs>
2: there you go.
0: That's always oh. uh, that's always been in the back of the head too for myself. Beta, Bill's yeah. Bill's always kind of pushed that in the in the past there, but uh, so cool. Why it's always not? been it's always been like a struggle of which chapter to really pick.
3: You now, do you want you guys want to explain what the the beta stuff is for any of our players who weren't born in the eighties?
2: Wow! So the beta war books, which I've currently got my camera mounted on top of, are from like two thousand five or six. So that's no, to, still
3: to, to put that in reference, Arthur in 2005 I was in junior high.
1: I, don't know I was already you know. graduated for a year.
2: Bed of War is a is a really really in-depth uh space marine on space marine story uh, about a bunch of chapters turning renegade or, you know, some of them some of them might not say that they turned renegade, but you get the idea. And it involves a lot of the Forge World specific space marine chapters that they came up with. It's a really hardcore really, really in-depth campaign that they released. Um, it's mm-hmm. got fluff that actually goes back, I think, all the way to the second or third edition. Um, but it's really fleshed out in those those old Forge World books. Um, but the, the draw of it is that it's got like the 20 or so different space marine chapters, all of which uh, get a whole lot of fleshing out and a whole bunch of scenarios and stuff, admittedly, that were written for like fifth or sixth edition. But uh, I think anybody who's ever had one of the chapters from it is definitely. They dream of being able to hook up with a couple of their buds and uh, and play out, you know. Even if it was just a one-day thing or whatever, we could have a little RTT or something or a little yep. campaign or whatever. It, it'd just be so fun because it's so incredibly narrative. Yeah. <laughs> so. And this is, this
1: is essentially like precursor to Horus Heresy um, when they were really starting to kind of flesh out some of these rules. Mm-hmm. Uh and yeah, some were renegade traders, other were just straight up successionists. They weren't trying to be mm-hmm. those guys, but mm-hmm. um yeah, really cool, what, uh, really cool era. Well, that's yeah. It's <laughs> not the not, executioner's stink uh, either. <laughs> yeah, and, and not
0: really any of the main chapters, you know, minus the the salamanders kinda yeah. were involved yeah. in, in the war, right? So uh, a lot of a lot of different cool-looking chapters, some are kind of so-so, but uh, definitely if you're looking for, like, a hobby project, something to take a look at, so...
2: And if Do you're you ever looking for...
3: When Horus Heresy wraps up, we're going to return to some sort of campaign, like they or are we never going to wrap up Horus Heresy? We're just going to, uh, oh, let's investigate this thing, and, and that thing, like...
1: Um i I think it's gonna wrap up, like they're gonna release the last book, The End of the Death part Two. yeah, and from there, if they were really, really smart, they would just they wouldn't even let off the gas. They'd just jump right into the scouring and push hard, which does lead towards like late heresy is early forty k. So as they move towards the scouring, they can slowly start introducing um that storyline, which could actually lead back into beta if they wanted to. Come full circle with it,
2: yeah. I think scouring is also like from a from a fluff perspective, from the lore perspective, it's a it's a great big open area for both the rules writers and the the lore writers to explore that doesn't have a ton of established material, but does have you know some broad strokes and is an exciting thing. So I think we'll be seeing the scouring both within the game from some narrative side, but also from the black libraries, I think we'll be seeing scouring stuff for many years before we worry about running out of material
1: and be awesome. That would be awesome.
3: Well, unlike you powered armored folks, uh, being powered armor, I'm actually working on something that's a bit more, I don't know. It's kind of like on the Eastern front of things. Uh, I think it, you know, aligns itself to the good, Really brings out what is what is what is great in all of us. And I've been working on some crisis suits. Specifically. So I'll throw a picture of these up on the Instagram. Uh, we've got like metal themed bases. Uh, I really tried to get like airbrush blend gradients. And this is something where, where, like Bill said, I airbrushed it in one day. So every single model is consistent. And if, when I go to add a riptide to this army, it's going to fucking wreck everything. But uh, I guess that's that's down the road. Um, and I, I don't know if I'll I'll be able to even paint another town model after I'm done with this because with tenth coming on, I got like nine D cannons to paint. I'm gonna have two fire prisms to go. I got storm guardians. I got to paint. I got to paint up an Eldad, uh, <laughs> and, and the rest of the busted shit.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So hey, just checking. What's the armor save on a crisis suit? Who cares? Pretty sure it's uh pretty sure it's kind of power armory, isn't it? A little three plus y <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's what I
3: Absolutely. What, are trying to say? what are
2: you trying to say? He said, I'm coming for your three plusy.
0: That makes me uncomfortable.
1: Your <laughs> three <laughs> Oh,
0: oh boy. Oh, man.
1: Cat Dad well, strikes
0: again. Yeah, no doubt.
1: One point for Cat Dad.
2: Yeah. What have you been uh,
0: working on, Andy? Uh, still slowly building uh, the other Chaos Demons and whatnot. I uh, haven't really done any painting lately. Just, uh, I think the last thing I did was finish off my uh, Bolt Action Army and kind of been in building stages, Um, so uh, that's kind of where I'm at, time being, multiple games as well, plus trying to catch up on all the uh, 40k chatter in in one of her chats and uh, all the posts and releases that GW has been doing, so... I'm not. Uh, I'm not the one that jumps on it right away. I kind of have to play catch up with everybody else. So, uh, but yeah, some kind of like- S- Slanish demons um, started to work on them. Uh, it was pretty cool to see some of them on the tabletop the other day at the event. Haven't uh, haven't seen any Slanish demons on on the table for a long time, actually.
2: Do so- you think
3: that's because people just because uh, they haven't got the love yet? Because like. It seems like people who are into corn demons, you know the Ben Tatties of the world, they fucking love corn demons, and the people who like to zine like that as their personality. Where are the Slash demon lovers?
0: Don't know. I honestly just don't really have a clue because I mean I don't I haven't really played them. You know I haven't really played the forty k in the ninth edition one. So I'm not even sure what they're really all about. I just I have miniatures. I have a whole bunch of demons of all the gods. So I just picked them because I think they're going to be pretty interesting to paint, uh, different colors that I'm not used to, to painting and, uh, go from there and make some exciting little armies. And, and of course the, the new, newest, I should say models that have come out throughout the range, um, look pretty in- interesting as well. So it'll be, uh, interesting to, to roll them out in, in 10th and, uh, just get some games in with them and, and paint them up just add to the rest of my demons. So um, other than that, yeah, it's kind of uh, just getting that ready. And then I have another bolt action army that I've been slowly building as well. So
1: yeah, that's kind of where nice. I'm at. What yeah, I want to kind of go ahead, Scott.
2: I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that the people who like slanish is kind of like their personality are much more likely to end up in jail. Hey, now. Uh, no, so maybe that's where they all are.
1: <laughs> I was I was gonna make a comment, you know, uh, slinish type players. I was just kind of curious what what job would be their favorite hand or claw, but uh, I guess you know we can oh, save geez. that for a poll later on. See yeah, uh, see how people play. vote. Yeah, see how people vote.
0: No, there's, uh, there's a there's a miniature. I think it's for it's an AOS miniature, but I can't remember what he's called. But he's Essentially, this gluttonous lord that's being carried by these two large. Oh, pieces. the Sultan guy. Yeah, that's yeah, the
1: guy. Yeah. Like I seen I that. I can't remember his name, but yeah, I he see-
0: reminds you of that guy for
3: Futurama.
1: That's just uh, that's
0: kind of me right now. Just you know, the, uh, that'll be my miniature right there. You know, so. <laughs> what know. the fuck? What was that bot Futurama called?
1: Who uh, the something bot? Uh, what the hell is it? It's not like an erotica bot, it's something though, along that line. You got my attention.
2: Yeah.
1: Hedonism bot.
0: Hedonism bot, that's Jeez. the one. That's
1: the one.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just know that trivia shit you can pull out.
0: I just think they got uh, the demon range has a whole bunch of nice new and different miniatures now that uh, essentially try to get, you know, built and painted and thrown yeah. on the battlefield. So, yeah. It is
2: one of the better ranges for sure,
0: and it's uh, it's not power armor. It's, it's true. It's, it's flesh. It's, it's true. true. You guys are yeah, allowed we. to play power armor. I'm not
3: gonna make fun of you for playing power armor. I played enough power armor. I will. I
1: will later. Later.
3: I don't know, once, Bill. Once... I'm still of the belief that like as soon as this edition drops, you're gonna play like four games of Dark Eldar, and then you're gonna be like, "This isn't
1: it." Well, one, once I once I get best painted with my jukari then i'll
2: then i'll play power armor until he gets past painted with that <laughs> it's coming for you Arthur. right
1: there right up. gotta try I gotta try at least um speaking of uh uh new models like monty was talking about uh we have a new website that is live uh, it, uh, yeah all popped off uh late sunday monday monday morning uh, it's been really good. If uh, you're listening to our or YouTube video, it's uh, we hope that you went through the website to uh, view it because uh, we appreciate all the uh, all the support on all of our platforms. So, um, what kind of stuff uh, can listeners expect to see and or read on the website?
3: Well, I think the predominant reason for it for the website is part of that Trident Wargaming circuit. So just like anyone who's played in the ITC, that international tournament circuit for, for Warhammer 40k, it's kind of like the, the source of where you can track your stats. Your wins, how many points you've collected, how close you are to getting that end-of-the-year trophy. So number one, that's on there. And and Scotty B. Mathhammer over here, maybe he'll explain to you in just a minute about how that all works. But also on this website, you're going to find the links to all our stuff. So the podcast auto goes there. Um... Uh, all, our, our YouTube, our, our Facebook, pretty much all the socials can go there. But you're also getting some uh, so, some interviews. So uh, we did interview Bill as the founder of War Wargaming, asked him some of those hard-hitting questions of, you know, where he got into it, what's and all about all that. Yeah. Well, we have uh, an exciting interview coming up about uh, the comic artist of the Age of Sigmar comic Reforged. Um, you know, it's Thank on the, it's got two seasons on Warhammer Community. Uh, comic artist Daniel Schneider, so there we uh, go. That'll be coming out soon. Uh, and there's also some articles. There's a really good, in-depth, very detailed article right now on the website about uh, 10th edition and expectations versus reality. So, like you know, kind of when we see these data sheets out here, how we can we can see these Eldar data sheets and acknowledge that you know they're powerful, but there is a bigger alpha predator in the midst, and that is the rapid fire battle cannon of the Knights. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how busted you think Elder are. That is the most busted thing we have seen yet. Don't <sighs> at
2: me. We won't. We won't at you. Uh, there's a, yeah. There is exactly that's that's just it. I think that's something that we're going to be probably pushing for, especially as the year goes on, is uh, getting some other articles up on there, some more um, excellent interviews as well. There's also some archived ones on there. I know Arthur has a has an older interview on there from. Uh, when he interviewed uh, Marina from Peering Power and her cosplay journey. That one's great. Um, but we'll be having more up on there. And also, I think, maybe some some kind of bloggy article type stuff, as we're talking about 10th and bolt action and heresy and etc. cetera. Um, but uh, on top of that, like like he said, we do have the, the TWC posting up there, which is very easy to access. Uh, in fact, the whole website is tridentwargaming.com. Uh, simple as that. Uh, And uh, we'll be updating the TWC stuff, of course, after every single event and every single league that we run. Uh, All the stats are just right up there for you to go check out. You can figure out where you are in the standings, both the the global standings and also the faction-specific ones. And all the rules for the TWC are also there just as a reference, so in case anybody ever wants to understand a little bit more about what goes on behind the scenes there.
3: I think one of the coolest
2: things... Well, One I was of gonna coolest say the scenes things... being Scott's eyes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. One of the coolest things that uh Scotty went and did is he he published the math formula. So if you're curious on how you collect points, uh that math is all available. And you'll you'll notice that the points are pretty comparable to the ITC, but their formula's not public. Um I don't think we, we believe that you can't really weaponize this this formula. There isn't a mathematically best way to garner points, uh other than just getting first place and, and trying your best at these tournaments to yep. uh, play some honest Warhammer.
2: Yep. And for Trident events in general, uh, it's the same thing that it goes for uh, for just the way we even run events. We want everything to be as transparent as possible. We want everybody to feel like at any given time, whether they're at an event or looking at it after they can go when they can look and they can see how the matchups were done. They can see how they ended up on which table they ended up on. Uh, not that that's should be an issue where Trident's got, at least in my mind, the best set of terrain in the city and it's only getting better. Um, but we want players to feel 100% like they always know what's going on. Uh, and that, that goes both from the events themselves all the way to how we do TWC points. So that's all there for people. Um, and then of course, like like uh, Bill and Arthur mentioned, the, all the socials are up there. Uh you can even listen to the podcast right from the website. You can you can really get everything you need from from there, as far as Trident Wargaming is concerned.
3: Uh, Scotty, you won this last tournament. How many Trident Wargaming points did you win?
2: Zero. Why is that? Because I'm part of Trident Wargaming. <laughs> and <laughs> but so if, uh but if I wasn't part of Trident Wargaming, I would have won 145.96 points. That's it.
3: So one of the things we didn't mention here, but I think it's important to mention, is that uh, we here, the members of Trident Wargaming that are behind the scenes running it, are not yeah. eligible to to win these points. Yeah. Um, yeah. That wouldn't we, be you very know, cool. Some of us are going to play in these tournaments if we're not the one actively TOing it. Uh, yeah. We hope that we're going to take part in it. Maybe we can try to win a best general, maybe a best painted, but we're uh, we're not there to to win the circuit.
2: All of us guys at Trident are wargamers, too, and uh, that's that's part of it. Is part of the thing about involving ourselves with these events, uh, both as TOs and players, is that we want to interact with you guys. But, um, yeah, to to make sure that, again, we want to keep everything very much above board, the Trident Wargaming members themselves, uh, Bill and Andy here, and Arthur and myself, obviously will not be looking to score Trident Wargaming points for the circuit, because uh, right. we don't. We would not get, want to get involved with our own prize pool. <clears throat> so if you ever see me kicking ass, throwing left hooks on the table, you don't got to worry about me coming up on you.
1: So. No, just throw a couple <laughs> pints at them, it'll be fine.
2: It's true. I'll forget all my reserves. It'll, it's, it's very short. Very short uh, Rain, I'd have. So. Oh, very good.
1: Yeah, that, I, just to echo that point, I think uh, the biggest thing that we can do for um, running events in the circuit itself is just having that uh, above board transparency and uh, ensuring that the community, which is what the whole circuit's made for, is uh, getting that chance to really interact and uh, mingle. So. Uh, it's uh, it, it's awesome to watch the events unfold. I think our uh, farewell to ninth RTT was a really nice way to kind of close off ninth, kind of put that put that to bed, and uh, really just get ready for tenth to drop. Um, I know with tenth edition right around the corner, we're basically on like the eve of pre-ordering uh, a whole bunch of. Um, a whole bunch of hype around box sets. A whole bunch of hype also
2: around. Yeah, look at those snazzy, so, little awards <laughs> shining. So if you're attending any Trident Trident events, here's some of the hardware you can win. I got that one right up there for you. Here we got some of the some oh, yeah. of the coolest merch that you can find. So yeah,
1: and if you're if you're listening along, uh, podcast style uh, or essentially in your car, basically it is a um, LED lit trophy that is controllable. Uh, you can pretty much change it rainbow style, um, which you know proudly displays your uh, Trident War Gaming Award. Uh, looks killer on your shelf. It comes with either battery power or you can plug it into a USB port. You can plug it in and shine all the time in your hobby room and keep all the other shiny trophies company. Well, you can we'll actually sure match
3: it, it uh, to your butt plug. <laughs>
2: To the color, yeah. or your or your army, you know what, or, whatever, or your army, whatever yeah. floats your boat. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get a picture of that. Me.
3: Your, your, uh, your toys. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, we'll make sure to get a picture of one of those put up on the socials. So the butt yeah. plugs,
3: the Trident War Gaming official butt plugs.
2: Did those come in yet? No. Sorry, uh, my bad. Did those come out yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh, that's nice. That's
1: nice. You guys are fucking gross. So... Speaking of <laughs> so, things that
2: are nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of things that are nice, like I was saying, um, 10th edition, uh, pre-orders were on the eve of that. It's going to be really sweet. Uh, the rumors are true. Um, we all know now that, yeah, the, the box set is indeed 300 bucks, uh, which is pretty much bang on for what the rumors had it listed at. Uh, so good job, rumor mill. He, he did well thing. Uh, I guess there are some rumors about allocation slash caps. I read some. I haven't heard anything about that myself. Uh, But always, you know, with just the way some of these uh, releases have gone in the last few months, they're a little scarce sounding. Uh, So we'll see generally what the store is going to do, what uh, GW itself is going to do. You know what? Uh,
3: I think that when we when we see all these other things that have come out recently, like these kill team boxes and uh, the lion and everything else, all of that is coming out in the same production window as Leviathan. They're gonna have so much Leviathan. It's gonna be their biggest box set ever produced, re- realistically, with how with how big their business is right now. The reason why there wasn't Farsights and why there's not Lions, they're printing Leviathans. Yeah. So I. I, I, That's I a good I, point. I just feel like you know the stores are going to have their allocations. There's going to be enough of Leviathan for everyone. I hope the scalpers buy so much of it and they got to fucking sit on it.
2: Yeah, I kind of do too, to be honest with you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It seems like it's it's a pretty good set.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially some a lot of those nice new models.
2: I mean, anybody wanting to play fresh? Yeah, Yeah. that's fresh, right? So well, I know. I know the the signups I've seen definitely have a couple dozen, so or or more that people are looking to buy. So I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing a whole lot of Gravis apothecaries and the neuro tyrants and whatever all over the city and all over social media over the next couple couple weeks. So you know. absolutely <laughs> oh, for sure.
1: I'm just. I'm all in it for the terminators. I'll be honest. I, yeah. That's. That's the one squad. That and the uh, Terminator uh, Captain. That's really my main driving force to pick up that box. Um, obviously, uh, rule book and mission cards aside, but uh, I just—I don't know. I, I really like, really like buying these Marines from the big box sets. It's helped fleshed out my Executioners the whole time. Uh, nice thing is, is it doesn't matter to me. Able to push monofit, which they're they're confirmed as being. Uh, just because I was clever and bought a fuck ton of these Executioner uh, shoulder pad upgrades uh, from Pop Goes uh, the Monkey. Yeah. So uh, I was able to get a pretty substantial um, injection there with 3D printed bits to make that army very unique. And then I ended up buying more as I continued to buy more Primaris Marines and try to flesh out that army. So uh, I'm looking forward to expanding my Executioners here, Primaris Force just to make it one of those things. Um, a couple interesting tidbits that I was uh, reading about is uh, the Primaris keyword's kind of been removed for some squads, but now it's actual um, specific keywords to the armor. So I think there's Tacticus, yep. Phobos, and uh, Gravis now, which is yep. kind of neat. Uh, I'm curious to see what's if there's going to be any limitations on some transports or if they're going to have uh, just uh, armor-specific strats, stuff like that. Well they've been showing a lot of drop pods kicking around yeah and uh,
3: mm. yeah like in 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 images and backdrops and stuff um, so I feel like we're gonna have this this open world of, of Marines being able to, t- to ride in marine transports again um, and I think that's cool. It's been a long Absolutely. time since you've seen uh, like a full drop pod list that hasn't been a thing in in additions for for, for good or for bad right
1: um, Probably for bad for bad. They should have it. It's goddamn thematic as fuck. It is.
3: Yeah, but like, playing all the plays kind of cool. No, like, play- playing against it can feel real shit. It can, yeah.
1: especially when the guy, like, pretty much, you know, gang fucks you in one corner of the table and boxes you in and kills all your beloved stuff.
2: And we don't, we don't got Auspex scan anymore. We don't got forewarned. What are we going to do? Overwatch twice. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, I do uh I do think I've I've heard that the, the different marks of armor also have a lot of uh effect on which characters can join what squads. Right? Yeah because characters yeah. have to match the armor. So I've heard that too, yeah.
3: Is is that a bad thing? Like
2: do no, you no. have
3: uh should a Terminator captain be able to roll around with uh Tacticus Marines?
2: I like it. I think it's thematic. I think I mean, it also helps, it helps balance the game. Because uh, Space Marines in specific, the army list has always had an internal issue where there is a billion characters and, and a billion squads. Um, and this is one of those ways, and it'll happen in other armies too, where they can kind of control the, the problem of buff stacking by just limiting which characters can go with which units. That, yeah. that really helps from the design perspective. It really helps them to rein in you know, stupid off the wall combos that. Uh, to, let's be honest, GW's never been good at spotting. Uh, they always find out when somebody tells them two weeks after they release the book,
3: <laughs> and so well, they like win like a major. They, I'd like to think yeah. that they knew and they just wanted to sell models. Like yeah, like they, no the thing about the Wraith knight, right? There's a story about some the designer who designed the Wraith knight and said it's this, and then they're like, "This is we're going to do it for this many points." And then they're like, no, no, give it this and this. And they're like, oh, we'll just increase the points. And then GW is like, no, we'll leave them the same. Whether that story is true or not, um, th- there has to be some degree, and I'm not trying to bag on GW, I love GW, uh, there has to be some degree of like, they know what they're doing.
2: I, I would assume so, but I also know like, there, there's a lot, you know, there's an old saying that says, you know, never assume malice when incompetence will do. <laughs> uh, right? And it's just like, you know, but of course, it, it's also the same thing. The counter saying is sufficiently advanced incompetence is indistinguishable from malice. Uh, so, you know, it's kind <clears> of.
3: <throat> Which is it? Which what saying do I go by?
2: Well, I, I'm just saying, I, I like to think more often than not, the GW maybe just doesn't put as much work into some of this stuff as we like to hope they would. I do think they're getting better over the years. Uh, maybe when we talk a little bit about ninth. Reflecting on ninth, we can touch on that.
3: Yeah, small indie independent company makes mistake.
2: I know oh, in the eighties.
1: To, to be honest, to, to be honest, I, I kind of don't really mind Game Shop putting it out there. Uh, I I've learned myself from uh, wanting to do mission design and running you know multiple events. Your best stress testers are event players. Yeah, if you want to see if something is. Oh, sound and then you're like oh this mission's so good i made it you throw that mission in front of 32 people and they're gonna fuck that mission up and break it in ways that you didn't even comprehend or an interaction there's something that's gonna come up yeah exactly and then you can the nice thing about what i always liked about running my events is uh especially this is more heresy based but after the event i would always talk to people try to get as many one-on-ones about the mission what did you think get feedback on it And actually take all that feedback, go through the missions and tweak them. And now those are like legit play-tested, battle-ready missions that you know have, you know, a little bit of uh, experience behind them that it's going to play to the best that it can, uh, which is nice. And I I think Games Workshop relies on these events to to do that. And I don't think that's a bad thing because they're the nice thing I will say about the way they uh, roll for 40k, especially is the updates are so quick. When there is a, when there is a mistake, they're pretty quick and uh, they fix it and it continues to roll on and the game can keep evolving and doing its thing.
3: You know, I, I'm i kind of frowning when you say pretty quick because I'm like, well, 90 days to 6 months. But when we think Bro. about how things were in the past,
1: yeah, that's pretty I'm, quick. So I'm living Horace Heresy, man, and you didn't get a fucking FAQ for like four years. And then 2.0, they came out with one. It was like I think six months in, seven months in, when they addressed some uh, Dreadclaw and uh, Caribdis issues, and it was like, wow, they did some shit. Like, oh, I almost fell off my chair when I read that stuff. So like, comparatively, 40k fast. So you know
3: what? And the Dreadclaw and Charybdis are 30k models now only.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's
0: that's good.
1: They fixed that. I don't know if that's good if they fix that.
0: So like with you know with you guys talking about. How, how well GW does it or, or not. Um, comparing GW from from the chats that I've seen and you guys bringing up <clears throat> different rules and even your guys' interactions in the games or even the interactions of of the players in, in the recent tournament and whatnot, uh, compared to some of these other games that are not GW and also knowing with 40K at, at how um, quickly or recent they come up with a new book or, uh, updated rules or whatever, some of the other games that I've played, you're only getting like an update once a year, if that, so, and usually these updates, they're not anything substantial. It's just like fixing a, fixing a slight typo or a word, like it's not even a rule update. So, um, you know, with GW going the way they are and, really having a presence for 40k, and I'm sure AOS mm-hmm. is probably the same. Um, I think it's great. You know, you hear, at least I hear a lot of chatter of, oh, GW is releasing another book. Now I gotta go and buy another book. You know, want the, um, the sector books that you get every three to six months or whatever it is, uh, the war zones. And it starts fixing things and lets you try different things and and, and updates and I fixing think, things, Andy. I think that's fixing things. I think that's good. I think it's good that they're they're doing that because a lot of times when you're, you know, you're playing the same game and it it just there's no f- changes or anything. It sometimes gets stale, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and of course, just different mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different games and comparing it like there's no there's really no comparison. So. That's just my input from being a more prominent non-GW player than, you know, yeah. so.
2: And for a lot of years, GW was like that too. So we're we're very lucky to have them treat us the way they do now. Absolutely. Uh, and realistically, the game is more balanced than ever. So for all we like to complain. Yeah. Uh,
3: well, I've heard people say that, and then they reference like, right. the ninth division win rates of like Harlequins, uh, and and then. I wonder, like, is it more balanced now? Because mm-hmm, it feels it more is. balanced, but is this just I, I just miss 7th edition Eldar, guys. I know. Never go back. I'm 7th edition broken. Okay.
2: You're, you're yeah. going to get 7th edition Eldar for about three months at the start of 10th. So Yeah, and then they're
3: going to change Fate Dice to whatever they fucking nerf Tarlequins with
1: and I'm not about that life.
2: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's why
1: you're working perfect. on the Tau. Yeah.
2: There you go. <laughs> 3 plus power armor. Then you'll get your sister's book next summer and you'll you'll be fine.
3: Well, I mean some somebody recently asked me, like, what, what army are you gonna play in in tenth and I said, well, Eldar. Or sisters, whatever one's better. And if both are shit, town. Yeah. You know what's both nice about do. playing sisters though? Before we before we get into the, the next topic, nobody complains about it. No. People fucking bitch all the time about Eldar. Like Eldar have hurt people bad. And like I can't roll up to the table with 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 a towel without being called a weeb and and people trying to get all my fish right? Like (laughs) Nobody fucking cares about the sisters though.
2: Nobody cares about the sisters, they're happy to play.
0: Elders had that statement for a long time though. Yeah. Like probably before you even were playing.
2: Yeah. Because they were always like that. Just like what? Which has always been bullshit. <laughs> they, they, were, they, were, they were an army that, you know, that guy played Eldar, you know? Like, they were definitely I, a that guy army. I can distinctly remember two editions
3: where Eldar was dog.
2: For like half the edition tops.
3: No, they were, they were dog for fifth for Bill, the entire Bill,
2: edition. Bill, how, how, how many editions was Chaos garbage? Few. More than half of them. More than the half. whole edition.
1: I'm still reminiscing about oh, I'm still
2: reminiscing about the glory days of 3.5. Okay, I like know. that's why you, they never shut up about 3.5. It was the last time they were good. It's, tr- it's true.
3: That's not true. That's not
1: true.
2: Oh, they were on fire. Frick, It's like this is like listening to my opa talk about the war, man. Like it's <laughs> brutal. It's been a while. to give run? it up. So forgotten. The Heldrake in sixth. Yeah, for, like, the Helldrake only, though. Like, that was it. I and that was that- also a time there were so many flyers who were wrecking the game at that point. Yeah,
3: that, like, the, the demon prince had had an instant death sword. This is a topic for another discussion.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's, this will true. Be a that's when it's flyers true. Just were just brought a in, post. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of them were kind of new. Yeah. Um, Necrons were the boogeyman then.
1: It's true. Flying croissants were crazy. Yeah. Uh I, I guess yes that this does lead us to our last topic here, which is reflections of ninth. We talk about what we like the most, uh what we are happy to see go away. Does does anybody have a story in Ninth of what they think of what what's your fondest memory of ninth so I got, far? I got one. Sure. Okay. First game in
0: no first game in. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> one game of ninth victory over Bill. Yes. Motherfucker. Yeah. Yes. How does it feel?
3: Andy, how does it feel to be like an undefeated, undefeated champion champion
0: of one game of ninth right, of Trident? To never lose a game we're, against Bill. We're getting a shirt made. Undefeated. Long, long champion. live long, It's 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 only gonna yeah. last for another couple weeks. And then I'm going to get my ass so kicked in hard because of all you vets. I'm going to be coming in swinging and you guys are just going to throw me a left hook and that'll be it. Okay. So bill. But, bill. But, but, easy money Baco. Easy money. But I, I, I'm very, very excited to lay this smack down on a couple of you guys, you know, in the near future, 10 years from now. Um, <laughs> Just excited to to come out and play and, and actually yeah. learn again, like 40K again, right? And and learn from the masters, you know, um, essentially, essentially the game and, and just get rolling dice. So I got beautifully painted to army, ready to go. Let's do it. Get out there, work on some other miniatures and yeah, Mm -hmm. kick some ass. Andy,
3: I think you really touched on something. That's probably the most important attitude to have when you're coming into a new edition or a new tournament or when you're somewhat new. And that's just, just get excited to play the game. Uh, you can't worry so much about like wanting to win and, I know it's a game. Everyone wants nobody plays chess to lose. No one, no one wants to roll up and play a game of checkers and just get fucking rolled over, right? Like, uh, and that's the same for Warhammer. You, you, it, it's a two-player game where there's a clear winner and loser, right? And unless you get a draw, but that's rare. Uh, but for that first little while, and maybe even all the time, frankly, you have to roll up with a desire just to play a good game and have fun.
0: Yep, it's yep. true. I would table flip that chess table though. <laughs> Just, <laughs> just saying. Forty k, I won't do that. Heresy, Bull chess, checkers. I will table flip that shit. You know about that chess no.
2: life? <laughs> <No>. Make a <laughs> mental note about that, <laughs> Arthur. What was your fondest memory?
3: I don't know, man. Uh, ninth had a lot of had a lot of ups and downs. Uh, we didn't get to play a lot of early ninths. and uh, I, I was pretty salty about early nights because my I was playing primarily sisters then. And sisters got a downgrade. Their their ninth edition codex was worse than their eighth edition codex. And I never really got to play the eighth edition codex because of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So uh, it just it never felt really that good. Uh, and and I, I played sisters until until Eldar came out. And Eldar felt really good. I think maybe one of the most satisfying games in ninth is the first time I rolled out with a 10-man squad of Dire Avengers. I was playing them in TAM. I had and Doom up, and I hit him on uh, two different versions of a 1CP strat for, for exploding sixes, and my dice popped off. And I think my 33 shots turned into like, like 70 shots and wounds, and it was just obnoxious. It was against like a... I don't even remember what it was. It was like a big thing, and... He had rolled it out thinking that ha, nothing will ever kill this, and I'm like Bet. <laughs> uh we were both shocked. And then I was happy and he was sad and it was it was just it, it was awesome.
2: <laughs> you have to farm the tears. Farm the tears. There you go.
3: I think that's like fifty oh, percent wow. of playing elder
2: Farming tears? Farming tears. Keeping Did track of uh your dice. Do you have a negative memory? I know you probably don't have any negative memories of ninth, but what oh, was that's sure, the I'm closest? Sure, he does. I'm sure, he does. His
1: negative might be one of my positive ones. I <laughs> was there when yeah. one yeah. wound chaos yeah. space marine fucking beat Eldari boy. That's so, one of my fondest.
0: Was it a Black Legion army? Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, it was.
3: That's uh, good. I got this bad problem of. Uh, w- I think that stems because in in seventh edition I power game as hard as you could get. And, uh, people used to bitch about, like, oh, I'm playing Arthur again, let's see what bullshit he's got. (laughs) And so, after that, I I stopped power gaming as hard as I could, and I started playing, like, pet lists, and and things that were good, but not as good as they could be. Did you say pet list? uh, Yeah, like, like a pet choice. Like, playing a, playing like a Warwalker because you think they're cool, Uh, not because
1: they're fucking optimized, right? Also narrative. Gotcha.
3: And so, I, I rolled up to a house tournament I hosted, and then I rolled up to, like, two more tournaments, uh... And not only did I not win Best Painted at them, and did I get completely fucking robbed, uh, I went on like this 12-game losing streak, and I lost to some of the worst players known to man. Just like absolute (laughs) dog chaos players. Just like, scum
0: (laughs) of of
3: (laughs) villainy fucking (laughs) wretched. Uh, Like, I I don't even know... I think they breathe out of their mouth. (laughs) Some some real mouth breathers.
1: Subhuman Uh, creatures. Wow.
3: And, and, and I lost a Bill. And that was really the worst of it.
1: Thank you for making me that, not a part of that.
0: That was going to go down <laughs> to a very dark hole there, uh, Arthur. It was. It was
2: getting real specific. I was like, God damn. Pour himself a drink now. It was a dark time. <laughs> bill, I know you only had a, a short run in ninth. Uh, but were there some highs and lows in there?
1: Uh, there were. All jokes aside, I, I did really enjoy playing uh, Arthur Zeldari. Uh, that was fun. It was kind of like a big kick back into ninth uh, for me. I didn't have a ton of ninth games. I, you know what I actually really did enjoy, too, was uh, the Hallowtide, even though I fucked up my own model. And uh, <laughs> what happened there?
3: What happened there? Tell the story.
1: Uh, That's a good one. Oh, God. So staying up super late. And I ended up. No, you're not uh, selling it. Bill okay. is so
3: committed to playing fully fucking painted. The guy true. stays up till like 4am to paint like one model. When every other guy under the sun would just throw some random Chaos Terminator in there and be like,
1: yeah, that's my boy, Tech Marine. It's true. It's true. So yeah, I, I was very committed to playing fully painted. I ended up broke breaking off power fists off my Cataphract Terminators. I had the accursed weapons, right? Power swords. So I was painting those up. Uh, I painted up a couple of my obliterators, and I painted up a really nice, kick-ass looking uh, Master of Possession. And I was up till about 1 in the morning. It was hardcore. I had to be up early now, you know, you uh, know, because as I'm going to bed, I was like, holy fuck, I forgot to paint another obliterator. The left side of my brain was kind of gone, so I had to wake up in the morning, and real early, as I'm running up the stairs, the Master of Possession fell off my crate that i was holding stuff on and immediately got crushed under my foot Ooh, yeah. um that sucked so i'm like oh fuck I can't salvage this like what am i gonna do okay i'll just sub in this sorcerer which kind of cut me inside a little bit uh anyways went to the table painted my uh, obliterator finished off made those swords look really cool sure uh, did. went to the event just right out to lunch though Um, but still had a lot of fun playing in it. Uh, it was a lot of good time. I made myself a cheat sheet, tried to kind of walk my way through. And um, I say walk as if it was an elegant thing. It was more like fumble fuck my way through my games. Uh, but uh, everybody who I played was really cool to deal with and talk to, uh, which was nice. Uh, that was a two dayer I believe. Yep. So first day, I think I played two games and then I bailed because my brain just wasn't there. And then it came back day two, finished it out. It's really good. Um that was a lot of fun and then I had fun at the uh Ryan McCloud gaming memorial before he set off to uh helicopter school.
2: that's yeah, not the uh, full name I of it. Guess. What what was the full name? Can <laughs> you can you tell us, Arthur?
1: That was as good as I got. <laughs> I knew it was something like
3: that. Oh man, I think Scotty has it memorized.
2: It's uh Ryan Deborah Emmanuel Scott Bodry at gmail.com McCloud Memorial Tournament. <laughs> so Annual. Annual, yeah. annual, yeah. I do remember Bill coming to me that morning of Hallowtide and he had. There was no life in his eyes at all. It was, <laughs> no, it, was it was fucking glazed yeah, over. He was completely dead, physically and mentally. He was dead. Uh, I remember I actually played you for because I, I needed to ring her. I was running. Oh yeah. Her, but I, but right. I played you first game because I was like, Bill, we're going to easy into this one. We're gonna, <laughs> we're going to take yeah. a couple hours, you and me. We're going to knock back some coffees and. Uh, but yeah, you were great. So. You you bounced back hard on that one, so good job. That was a lot of fun. Should so. have got
0: him an espresso that day. Yeah, <laughs> that would have probably so. helped.
1: Um, <laughs> it, in, and in all honesty, uh, like kind of lows for ninth. I I can't actually say I've had really that many, um, if any, losing uh, to Andy. I'll, like oh well, <laughs> that was definitely. A thing. But you know what? I, I learned I learned more about my army in that particular game the Jukari at that point. Uh, yeah. that I even realized was what their shtick was. Have um, you ever even won a
3: game with your Jukari? I've only played one game with the Jukari, man. <laughs> You're not going to leave an addition never having won a game with a faction.
1: That's true. I'm, I'm hoping to redeem myself uh, yeah. Thursday. Thursday. Holy fuck, I mean, I'm
3: going to bring I mean, the meanest hail of doom list ever. <laughs> of course.
2: Yeah. He's going to clock you, too. But yeah. it's quite, quite yeah. a different... <laughs>
1: Quite a different feel comp- compared
2: to what you're used to, though, Abel.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't peek and don't don't get killed. Yeah. Um. I was too aggressive, and uh, yeah, I really... I aggressively deployed up, like, right in Andy's face. Uh, I learned flamers are still a thing. They hurt really bad. And Jakari uh, do not like to get attacked first, because it kind of... If it makes you feel any better, put Bill... Put it in the bad side.
3: Everyone else this last season of Warhammer... And the season before, have learned that demon Flamers are a thing, and <laughs> they hurt really bad. Yeah, but, like guys. I think everyone can show you on the doll where demon Flamers have touched them.
1: Yeah, they hit hard. I was pretty, uh, I was impressed and scared at the same time. And that's the nerf profile. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. You
2: you that's have the right crazy. attitude though, right? Which was that like you know you did learn a ton, and you can learn a ton out of a loss. So
1: yeah, absolutely. I that was kind of I guess another positive for me is every game. Uh, win or lose I, I learned a shit ton uh, there were tons of fun just kind of going through them all um, really just tried to hit it with you know very open minded and learn as much as I can uh, in the movement phase honestly it felt like you're cheating so much like with all the movement manipulation you can do and then fight phase consolidating that's probably one of the hardest things for me that to get my head around that um, but yeah it was, it was lots of fun I enjoyed I enjoyed ninth quite a bit so looking forward to 10th
2: I think I'll I'll touch on something actually that that Arthur kind of referenced a little bit there, um, with just my memories of ninth or or the way it will sit in my memories, uh, you know, a week or two from now, um, and that is to say, I think my best and worst memories are are tied to the same thing. Um, I was actually just looking just Necrons? actually on Sunday, <laughs> just on cool. Sunday night. Um, and I think uh, it it turns out I think I. Pending one or two more games, I have two hundred and forty-eight games of ninth that I ended up playing altogether. Uh-huh. Uh, so you know, it was it was pretty good over uh, over the couple of years there. Um, and that the thing that I think I I liked the most is really that it was, to my memory, the best balance we have had. Um, which is not to say it was always balanced. Uh, but the main thing is that, like, when I look back on it, is I, especially competitively, like in events, I exclusively played armies that were, at best, pulling like a fifty percent win rate in the meta. Usually, a little worse. Sometimes you, a lot you were worse. never pulling the like the sixty six percent win rate armies at their time, right? No. Well, I I never got one. <laughs> uh, uh, I did and, have one. Admec did but Admec the problem with Admec is that uh, we were Over. right, still in the heart of covid right so no. there were parts of the world where you could get events but in Edmonton there really wasn't but um in any case but you know going to all those events with those armies I basically never felt like I couldn't win um and that that's not the be and be all and all of balance for sure but it's it's a pretty strong indicator that there were times you know against sometimes against some pretty good players sometimes against armies that were over tuned it wasn't to say it was it was perfectly balanced all the time there were armies that needed needed to get nerfed but i I very rarely ever was like well fuck like what can i do to win this this game like is there a way is there a path uh short of just you know rolling nothing but sixes for three hours so that to me will be especially you know after what I saw some of the 8th and 7th. That, for me, will be something that that sticks out uh, and hopefully will be a a feature in 10th as well. Uh, We'll see. Uh, And there were some tougher times where things got a little hairier, but, you know, if I were to make one comment on 9th, looking back, that would be it. Um, The worst memories I have were the... To my mind, two games I think I played the whole edition, which to counteract everything I just said, I have no idea how I could have won. <laughs> and, and they were both versus Tyranids before they got nerfed. Um, and both times I was playing Admec at basically the lowest possible point that you could play AtMec at. Um, <laughs> so it was bad. It was bad. But but these were this was, you know, a very, very tiny little tiny, tiny, tiny little islands. Um, in a very vast sea of, like I said, almost 250 games, I might try to fit two more games in just to hit 250 for the edition. Um, can we
3: can we talk in just a sec about what we think the most broken on release or like the most problematic, like army was?
2: That that might that might be a long form discussion. We might need to write that out.
3: Well, just your hot take.
2: Oh, we're we're like we're flashing the panning this, eh? Yeah. Like I have to pick one unit or like one,
3: a one one army the most the most broken army at some point in the edition for you the
2: the most broken army on release that never really got played was Votan unnerfed Votan would have obliterated everything but okay. they literally nerfed it before anybody got to play it that anybody actually played I would actually say. I think it was Tyranids. I know that there were a few that got pretty up there. That you know, it was. Do you think Tyranids fight. were
3: worse than Harlequins?
2: Yes. Harlequins. The po- the pony only had a few tricks. Okay. The Tyranids showed us that you could fucking shoot that horse, and man, he just kept coming back. So,
3: in in my humble opinion, before we go back to uh, your your two hundred and fifty games, was Tau. You think? Uh, on release, Town with that unnerfed Montcalm and those cheap crisis suits. Uh, those were the games I played where I was like,
2: "It's not possible <laughs> for them to win."
3: Yeah, for for me to win.
2: Well, there's the different army perspectives there for you. Hmm. Bill feels that way about Chaos Amond
3: Well, or on the topic of of, of other editions. What was the most broken army of any edition? Like, hot take that you've played.
2: Jesus. Probably, uh, like that, on-release 6th edition Necrons. That came out really? like, right, with, right with the launch of 6th edition, too. Yeah, man, you had those, like, like eight fucking flyer lists that, like, right when snapshooting was invented, like, you could literally only, only hit them on sixes. And, hit, and back then, despite what GW power. says now... There was no re rolls, right? Like re rolls no, were, were rare. There, there was not many. Then, like the, that list, like if you didn't have it, it changed the meta for months. Like, and I mean, I know lots of things change the meta. This hard changed the meta, right? So that would be my guess. Um, there was that eighth edition iron hand stuff was pretty nasty. Uh, that was pretty bad. Uh, Leaf blower in fifth was a thing. But Billy Andy. Ooh, that's a—it's huh. been so long. <laughs> you guys are synced up. Well, what's the what's the most broken on release thing um, in thirty k heresy? Maybe
3: that's <laughs> a... oh, it's, they're gonna say custodies or thousand cents.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> no, um, what for two point for two point Honestly, the army that sticks on my mind of just being a little bit too over the Let's top see. is uh, dark angels. The lion is bullshit. Yeah. It's an auto 8-inch charge. Hits on pretty much 3s all the time. And uh, if not 2s. And then wounds on 2s because of some fleshbane bullshit sword. And I, I don't really dig the mechanics of the line, I'll be honest. I love the Dark Angel's army. The fluff is cool. You know, Luther's Dark Angel's for the win. But as far as like... Like over... Over tuned for rules and stuff. I would lean Dark Angels. Um, I am sad to say that Imperial Fists are probably not too far behind. Uh, they've gotten a lot of love in two and they're just really, really overdone in some instances. So,
2: yeah. Um,
0: there's more of a, a few units that are more, I guess, broken compared to like armies. Uh, Ultramarines, Fulman Terrace, or are- or one of them, um, uh, the, uh, Imperial fists, what are those guys called, Bill? Your, um.
1: Phalanx waters. Sh- shield guys. dudes?
0: Yeah, that's them. Yeah. Like you can, you can build armies around those units and yeah, they're broken. Are they the ones that
3: reroll saves and people want to reroll the worst save because it, uh, has a better mathematical chance?
1: Yeah. Essentially, a- yeah. You have a pretty much a re-rollable four plus invulnerable save or a three plus power armor save. So you'll do the four plus re-rollable. Yeah. Then so you can stack a apothecary in there for a final pain save after.
0: But I do, I do agree with Bill though, with the, with the dark angels, you've seen enough of them in the community, uh, in, just in general, like they have some really, really good hard hitting rules and then on top of it off their, their Primark, right?
2: Um, as well, I got good news, Biz. Lion's gonna be fucking douchebag in tenth edition forty yeah. k too. So <laughs> He'll you know. be hardcore. Yeah, he will be. He will be. So, but, uh, how are you small gonna put him with
3: down? It, How are you gonna put the lion down?
2: Am oh, I gonna put him down? Yeah. Intense. Hey, I, I have asked this I'll question. D cannons. <laughs> Problem is, you still got to get within twelve inches of them. Right? And that's the problem, is that as soon as you're within 12 inches of the lion, you have exactly one shooting phase to put this to an end. Because after yeah. that, he's in combat. And yeah, he'll take you down. E-cannons. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. They definitely can do it. So. Do I, do I, do I have, have to, do to say it again? Did I stutter? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> exactly. The E-cannons. How <laughs> is
3: that's, that's what it's going to sound like when all nine are thundering and over. Oh, did you come out of your deployment zone? The D cannons.
2: Did you want to play the game?
3: The D the, the, the cannons.
2: T- too bad for you.
3: Scotty kept bitching. For, for listeners out there, Scotty kept bitching about how egregious the D cannon data sheet is. And, like, we don't know points yet, but the data sheet's fucking wild. And he so just wouldn't stop. He points. wouldn't stop complaining about it.
2: So I bought nine. <laughs> well done. Just because some, his... some people, there are Eldar players who know the points, Arthur. So
3: true. Yeah. You know, what, on that on that time for the Arthur's hot take segment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Zoom in on his face. Zoom in uh, on his
3: face. You guys remember Yukon uh, Jacks? Shut my big yap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here it is, but a little bit less white and angry. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Magic the Gathering has done something wonderful in that it playtests things years in advance. Um, And they have a iron-tight do-not-fucking-leak shit, or they send the Crusade after them, and like, they do not fuck around. And there are not leaks about future cards. Publicly. I am sure in elite circles that info still gets out. Now, the people that playtest Magic in advance, they... Cannot play on the pro tour. Now the Magic Pro Tour is, is is a it's a bit of another thing because like once you make the pro tour, you're kind of on pro tour, and then you're Lewis Scott Vargas for life, or or Brad Nelson, or any of these other big names who have never left the pro tour, and they just get paid to make appearances and really sell the game and kind of sell that YouTube content creation idea that anyone can do it. But Warhammer doesn't have a pro tour, not like that, not where you get paid for winning, not seriously. You win the LVO. You're not taking home bank, right? Um, but all these content creators that get access to playtest rules, uh, they still get to play in all these events, in uh, and they get yeah in 40k, uh, and then they get access to info and points costs and data sheets and rules and uh, all of that way before everyone else to playtest it. Now, I am sure that to some extent that playtesting is effective. And I'm sure to some extent, it's fucking not at all. Because we look at Votan's release, and like you can't tell me they tested that. What happened? Uh, and like how, how far in advance are they playtesting? But they have access to the most powerful thing, information. And they still get to play in tournaments. And to what extent this is uh, infiltrating circles of your local GTs? We don't know. There are rumors about players here in... In uh, Western Canada, that are part of that playtest circuit, they have like, access to advanced rules points. Uh, who have won tournaments here? So yeah. is is that fair? Uh, we got tournaments rolling out in in July. There's two of them. There's two GT level tournaments. Um, uh, one one's a team tournament. One is a, uh, a a GT that's pretty prestigious in Edmonton hometown. I uh, want to win hometown. Scotty wants to win hometown. We don't have pre access to rules. We are playing at a disadvantage to people that do.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's right. Like, like Bill mentioned a little earlier, the thing is that it is like because GW is historically so bad at playtesting, um, it is good for them to have people in the community to lean on for feedback. Because, like, like you said, Bill, if you want to know if something's busted, give it to some players and ask them to fuck it up. And they will. And they'll bust it. Um, That's
3: that's the best way to do it, I agree. Which is
2: good. But the but the flip side to that of course is that you then have to keep in mind what happens with those players. And you know, if you're a bigger bigger game like say Magic, where there's a lot of money in it, uh, you can you can do that without having to tap necessarily the, the actual players who are trying to play Competitively in your game, um, or you, know, you can hit the retired guys or whatever. Right with 40k, you know, we're still at the point. I think 40k is building towards that. All of ninth kind of felt like a big glow up, community wise, and, and with the way that GW interacts with the community, especially compared sure. to how they've been the last few editions. But yeah, we all see it where you know there's YouTube channels or. Semi pro kind of teams or whatever, Um, even maybe not so pro, like you were mentioning. We have people here in Western Canada who are very good players, but like, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know as a household name who are apparently getting access to this stuff. And they might not have gotten access to it from GW, they might have got it from somebody, from somebody, from somebody. So, sort of, you get uh, the idea. But you get the idea where it is problematic that some people especially right when there's a big change like 10th edition or at the start of the seasons that we had at 9th. Some of these guys are getting access to the rules. All the rules. You know, a month ahead, two months ahead, whatever. And yeah, that that does prepare them better than other players. And if you're not super into the competitive stuff, it really doesn't matter. But if you are, you end up going like well... (laughs) You can't get... like Games are hard to get in. And it's not a short game. You can probably play one or two in a day uh, if you're just practicing. So every bit of time matters. But, uh, but that is kind of its own philosophical discussion on, on what we do about that. I, my personal take would be that we just hope that the game keeps growing to the point where GW doesn't have to tap people uh, to play test their game who are simultaneously looking to play at the biggest events in the world. Um, but that's also how much can you really do about it from our position, right?
3: Well, you run your own circuit. <laughs> You do. And you create this, this uh, a series of the greatest tournaments uh, underneath a very particular yellow and uh, white and black banner. And then you make stipulations that if you're a playtester, you, you can't win uh, the trend where you make circuit. Yeah, yeah, you have mm-hmm. a, a,
2: a three-pointed logo for it, maybe. I you know? <laughs> see where we're going with this. I mm-hmm. see where we're going with this.
3: jokes uh, aside, that is not currently a stipulation. But it's not.
2: It's not. And that's so we'll that's my hot
3: take. That, one, that, one's that one's for Ryan. That
2: one's for Ryan. That one. We told him we'd do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Well, well for I mean, Kate, me sure. put it in the 30K perspective. We'll, we'll stay here for a sec. Uh, you guys know some guys who are 30K playtesters um, who, who maybe were competitive players. Is it fair to roll up to the same event if it's a. And I, and I know 30K is not currently competitive is it fair to roll up to an event with a guy who had pre-access to rules?
1: No, it can definitely lead to feels bad, right? I I don't think it matters what system it is, uh, be it 30k or 40k. It it would definitely lead to feels bad just because it kind of feels like you're almost set up for a gotcha at some point in the game. And, you know, um, people have listened before, kind of know my stance on where I'm at with gotchas and Something we had no like on it. That's yeah, true. We did. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I um, wouldn't would dig it myself. So, straight up, uh,
0: not really uh, fair. It. Yeah.
2: You know, on a on a happier note, uh, on on a note of something that'll make everyone happy, uh, <laughs> let's touch on the tenth uh, community day that uh, you're going to be running, Bill. That's true,
1: yes. Uh, so, June 24th is going to be the Leviathan release date. Uh, we are going to be having a uh, mini Trident social uh, over at Comic Fever. We're going to be doing some, uh, uh, obviously releasing Leviathan. And uh, guys will be coming in, coming to pick up their boxes. Probably do like a cake and some beverage, maybe tailgate it outside of Fever and uh just you know enjoy the day have some fun um it's nice when Crack we you get these big what Cracks and Crack beers some. in a parking lot yeah you could north side man um <laughs> so you know you can always kind of uh roll out enjoy i know we did but it war gaming does not condone drinking and driving no we uber cab um yeah. call arthur he'll drive you home it'll be fine uh but yeah no it in all honesty, yeah, it's always nice, kind of busting out these uh, little social events. We've done them for previous epi- uh, episodes, previous editions, um, and uh, it was always a lot of fun. So definitely, if you are out and about, come stop in, grab yourself a piece of tenth edition cake, and uh, yeah, definitely uh, come and part.
2: It's also, it's a great idea for people uh, with these edition release box sets. We always have this thing with uh, people trying to sell half the box, right? Or trade half the box. Listen, you're going to have a couple dozen people coming to pick up their box. If you happen to be there at the same time, you might find somebody to trade with right there. Yeah, you could so, swap sprues yeah. instead of spit. Great. Yep. Yep. Or both. We don't judge. No. No.
3: Bill, I will trade you my Terminators for the rest no. of your box.
1: No. No, you don't even want to hear my offers anymore. I'll I'll take I'll I'll take your Marines for the Nid stuff. No, I kind of want to sell the Nid stuff. I just <laughs> want the Marines and the one book. I don't need double sets.
2: I got yeah, enough shows. Just... Bill, hear me out. 50 bucks for the Drukhari.
1: <laughs> That's $3 more than Arthur and I like that, but it's oh. uh, still not not enough. No, you need another zero at the end.
2: I'll, I'll wait till you're done painting them first. You don't yeah, have. An I was jail, just gonna so. say, off them fifty-five
0: because they're painted. That
1: fucker in the corners waiting too. <laughs> oh
2: <my God. laughs> yeah, paint right. him, Base
1: them like my army, and then I'll buy them off
2: you. Yeah.
1: Here's the as we as we wrap
3: up. Uh, something else we should talk about is uh, the the next possible place you can get your TWC. Yes. Yeah. The next two places. The next two places you can get your TWC. So, uh, by the time this episode airs, uh, sign are coming pretty close to closing on uh, the the Trident Wargaming League Summer League. Uh, the Summer League is going to have one game of 9th, just because we don't have 10th stuff yet. And then, uh, hell, if if when you get to that game you want to play 10th, if it's so, play 10th. That's totally cool. And and following that, it's just straight 10th edition. Um uh, it's it's twenty bucks to play, it's gonna get you six summer games, it's gonna get you a chance at T W C points. They're 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 hard to come by, this is an easier way to come by them. And the best part is you're gonna get the chance to meet Warhammer players, to to you know, make new best friends. Uh and there's bonus points if you drink beer at our club while you're doing it. Mm-hmm.
2: Um but that's not the, the only place pool. you can
3: score TWC points. Uh what's well, the next place you can score TWC points?
2: Also this uh yes. Basically the the premier trident event, uh, Iron Within. What well, Bill, why don't you tell him about that?
1: Iron Within is gonna be taking place in a later portion of August 19th and 20th. It's gonna be a 40 player GT, uh 10th edition, and it's gonna be uh you know five games over two days of sweet 10th edition action. So you definitely won't want to miss out on that. Uh there's gonna be some pretty solid prizes. We're also going to be doing the, I guess, are we doing, yeah, we're we doing the season wrap with the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Best in faction, I believe.
2: No, that'll be next summer. Oh, sorry, ne- next summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: As we get yeah. more data for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yes, that'll be a precursor, basically, for what we're doing. Um, but it, it's sure to be a good time. Uh, obviously, hosting at the venue that we always do. Um, it's never, never a bad time there, so uh, come down. Check that out. There's only 12 spots left, actually, for that. Being a decent chunk of time away is yeah. pretty good. Uh, I also get wanted to say, yeah, get in now. Uh, don't don't delay because when we're maxed out, that's it. It's over. Um, I also wanted to touch base just on that Edmonton uh, that Edmonton uh, summer league. It's at 34 players, mm-hmm. which is awesome for yep. a summer league. Like there's there's some people ready for blood. Uh, you great. know what?
3: You play the summer league. You can play Andy. You can play Bill.
2: <laughs> you can play Andy, huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was my thoughts, yeah. Honestly, the the EWL leagues are the best place to meet new people, I think. Um because compared to I an met event, my wife are, there. <laughs> I met his wife there too. Um the uh the events, you know, you're just it's such a fast pace environment and there's always lots going on which isn't a bad thing but it doesn't leave a ton of room for the socialization side of things always uh the league is amazing you get paired up with what i would argue are some of the best people in in 40k that you will find edmonton's got an amazing community like andy (laughs) and uh and you get to meet these new people and it's going to be even better this time around because we're all going into 10th so we're all going to be learning this game together uh, and, you know, as Arthur mentioned, it still is tied to the TWC. Uh, this particular league will be wrapping up in, the, I think, the first week of September. So for those of you who have back-to-school or back-to-work sort of stuff, don't worry. This particular league will wrap up just in time for you. Uh, you can still grab some TWC points. Uh, you get to meet some new people. And, I mean, cost entry is very low. Uh, so it's it's just an awesome, awesome, awesome way to get kind of a nice mix of both uh, casual and competitive 40 k
1: perfect way to touch to touch base with 10th and kind of start your journey uh,
3: bill have you played in a league before once right once or twice in in one of the the, twice. the EWLs twice yeah. andy have you ever played is is this your is this
0: taking your EWL virginity <laughs> <laughs> i've played in leagues before just not your EWL remember i've only had one game of of ninth never, well, never didn't really play eighth so it yeah. was all a
3: seventh league too. That's where
0: it came from. Maybe, I'd maybe sixth. Seventh was, uh, seventh was a tournament. A dark time. It was a tournament that ended up with uh, me and Bill being in second, last and last. And that was it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? I, uh, I got punished by some Eldar that can fire from behind mm. cover in dis- mm. discriminately on my Imperial yeah. guard. Um, yeah hmm. and uh that was that so
2: cannons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that that was
0: that that was uh that was the goodbye to 40k for for that round so
2: yeah because i
1: remember that right after that um bait kind of started to kick off and then shortly after that it was uh heresy yeah but so.
0: now now we're back
1: so
2: no,
0: we're back, baby. Shady's so. back. He's... The real Slim Shady. Oh, jeez. So it awesome. should be good. Should be a lot of fun. And yes, you'll be able to play me.
2: So, well, meet him. In, meet the myth and myth and legend in person.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I've actually
3: uh, had the pleasure of playing Andy uh, once, and he beat me too. So I think Andy's record against both Bill and I is the same. Scotty, have you ever lost to Andy? It's a fucking he, treat. He got the full
0: Monty. <laughs> I guess uh, I'm next. A a up, treat.
2: Guess I'm next on the chopping block. So
0: <laughs> don't worry, I'll be nice.
2: Maybe I'll catch him this summer in the league.
0: He'll spit on it first. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's just great. <laughs> that's just <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> um, that that pretty much. Uh, rounds up our episode. Uh, definitely much appreciated. Thanks for uh, dropping in and listening to us chat for the last hour and a half-ish. Um, big shout out to our uh, patrons, uh, Frederick, Dustin, and now Chris. Uh, you know, Without you guys' help, uh, we wouldn't be able to host such obscene shows. So we definitely uh, appreciate it a lot. Um, we need the bail money. Yeah, well, yeah, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in supporting... Uh, Trident or reading up on some of the events, please check out the link in the description. Uh, all the info will be in there. And uh, yeah, much appreciated again. We will catch you next time for some Perfect. sweet
2: uh, 10th edition action.
3: The D cannons.
2: I gotta get this TWC butt plug out. You guys have a good night.